0: Amen, amen. We're good to see everybody, and today we're actually talking about brokenness, right? And the, and the whole deal is, are we in need of a remedy, right? And there is only one remedy. Before we go, go any further on that, I gave you all a little homework last week, right? Remember we said, now I want to challenge you guys to, if God put somebody in the path to pray for them. Anybody got any testimony they want to share about that or anything? Okay, that's all right. I'll give you another chance for the days up So we'll just roll that right into this week, too. and a matter of fact, that ought to be a a constant theme that God uses us each and every day for opportunities to bring forth his word and blessing and and maybe indeed or whatever it is. But there's always opportunities, I believe, um, that God is showing us where he can work through us, right? Doesn't mean you have to work through us perfectly. He's going to do the the part where it gets perfect, okay? But are we going to be available in those situations? So that's just a little kind of little hook in there to see if we still... uh, you know, pressing to the mark on that. But we're going to be talking about brokenness. And I said, in need of the remedy. Are we in need of a remedy? Absolutely, when we're, when we're broken. So I want to start off. If you got your Bibles today, it's going to be Psalm thirty I'm going to read that right off here. Uh, if you don't have your Bibles, you can follow along. It says, Lord, even when I have trouble all around me, you will keep me alive. When my enemies are angry, you will reach down and save me by your power. See, I want to tell you today, no matter where you're at, what you've done, and whatever is going on in your life right now, and maybe you're feeling brokenness, or maybe you're just feeling emptiness, uh, or whatever, sometimes that seems to be a common theme that I see in the world. If you watch the news, if you talk to enough people, you will find that there's a lot of folks that just feel broken, wounded, and hurt, right? And just feeling empty so many times. But I want to tell you today, there is a remedy, right? There is only one remedy with no harsh side effects. I wrote this down here. I want to make sure I don't miss it. Everybody can afford it because the cost is free. That doesn't mean it's cheap, okay? Because it was paid for by the Creator. It's not a generic, okay? And it comes in the purest form, and it's called love, and the remedy is Jesus, amen? So that's what we want to talk about here today, that God is the remedy, and He sent His Son Jesus to bring us back in that relationship to fill us when we're feeling down and out, right? But not only that, to restore us in that relationship. And we're going to be talking about that piece at a time. Let's go ahead and go to the first slide if you guys got your hand out, Got a lot of stuff I want you guys to kind of write in because I know that sometime, somewhere, we're going to run into this, okay? So I'm going to give you the tools to to come out victorious, all right? So brokenness. What exactly am I talking about when I say brokenness? All right, let's look at the definition of that and, and the symptoms of that, okay? I mean, reduced to fragments, ruptured, torn, fractured, not functioning properly. Out of working order, separated, divided, and damaged. Has anybody ever felt like that? I thought I'd have hands everywhere. Am I the only one that's ever felt like that sometime in my life? But you know what? We don't have to stay there, right? We don't have to stay there. So take a look at this. Some of the side effects that may produce this emptiness, guilt, unforgiveness, bitterness, and lack of trust resulting in hardened heart. See, a lot of times if we don't deal with that brokenness and bring it to Christ, these things will be the side effects. You watch. You'll start feeling empty. Maybe guilt, unforgiveness, bitterness, hardening our heart for the lack of trust. And what happens is we just start to become very rigid. And you'll start finding that people don't want to spend a whole lot of time with you. And maybe what you really need is to be with some other people that are walking with the Lord so they can encourage you, right? To speak back into your life. So I'm going to go through a few things here. I'm going to allow you guys to just take a little time and, and meditate on this. And we're going to cut right through it. You know, I said at one time we're all going to deal with this. So I said, I'm going to just put that in a slide right right up. Guess what? We're all broken people at some point, but we don't have to remain fragmented in our faith. We don't have to just continue to be beat down. You know, if you don't think, well, I've never went through that. Well, you know, the reason that we're walking and what we're walking in is because there's broken people like Adam and Eve, right? So it started from the very beginning. So we're not uh, immune to that, but how do we walk in it and come out victoriously, okay? Let's take a look at this. We don't have to stay there. Now, I wanted to make sure, and for everybody listening on the internet, y'all just have to work, work with me. When I put this slide together, I said, you know what? There's going to be people that just see this last part that's in white says broken people, broken people, broken people. But I want you to see what I underline. That's what I want to get to you. Okay? So when we look at this, I want you to say this with me. God still loves broken people. Hit me. Ready? God still loves broken people, you know, and that's why Jesus stretched out His loving arms on the cross to embrace all humanity that would receive Him as Savior. You know what? I used to tell the guys, my boys, when they were growing up, "How much you love me?" Stretch your arms. I say, "You love me that much?" Yeah, yeah. My mom used to ask me, "How much you love me?" I say, two. It's not that I didn't love my mom; I just didn't know anymore. That was bigger than one, you know. But you know what? God loves us so much. I'm telling you, you know. Love Kecoughtan High School. But anyway, <laughs> everybody that grew up there going, yeah, I know what he means, too. It's good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we have a good time. If your first time here, it's like, man, I can relax in here. Yes, you can. Be yourself, you know. But you know what? God still loves broken people. And that's why Jesus came and paid the price. And if you ever doubt about uh, how much God loves you, you might feel a little empty or a little broken. Take your day and put it on the backdrop of the cross. And look at that and say, you know what? I want you to hear this truth that if you were the only one here, God would have done that just for you. Because it's a personal relationship with God through his, his son, Jesus Christ, who is the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. That's some good news. Get an amen in there somewhere? Absolutely. They're coming alive. I'm loving it. Here we go. God heals broken people. Now, think about this. I wrote this down. I wrote it big so I wouldn't, wouldn't mess it up. I want to read this to you. This is what the Lord gave me when I was, was uh, studying Jesus heals not only spiritually, but has the authority, power, desire, and promises to heal physically. You hear what I'm saying now? I want you to hear that again. I'm going to slow down and hit it again. Jesus heals not only spiritually, but has the authority, power, desire, and the promises to heal physically. So I'm going to tell you what if you're going through something right now, let let me tell you this God is able, He is the remedy, right? You know, have you ever seen uh, when, when they go and uh, you see about NyQuil or this or that or any of these other brands out there and they got a guy talking in the back like they're telling you all things going wrong or everything like that. It's kind of like the car deal, you know? You're like, man, $99, that's a great deal on the car, $99 a month. But what you don't catch is $99 a month until so you die, four days after that, you're still going to take money, whatever. I mean, just whoo. There's none of that with God. It's like, I love you right where you are. I love you right the way you are. But I love you so much, I don't want you to just lay there and wallow in the brokenness. Trust me in your fragmented faith and come on and trust me and I will heal your brokenness. Amen? Amen. God forgives broken people. Woo! This, this is something we got to listen to. We got we to apply these things. God forgives broken people. Question is, will we forgive broken people? That's a good word right there. Well, we forgive them. See, a lot of times we go, oh, you wounded me, you hurt me, you this, you that, and all this. And that may be true. But look what we've done to God. And God is our example. Jesus Christ is our example. He says, Forgive them, Father, for they knew not what they were doing, right? Even in the midst of being on the cross, He said, No, I'm just going to love them. That's love. I say this often. You know, we know that Jesus was nailed to the cross, but I believe what held him to the cross. My own personal opinion, it's his love for you and me. Amen? His love held him on there. Aren't you glad? And this is a sidebar. You know, I went to see the movie the other night. Man, Tom's went to see it, uh, Act of Valor. Um, It's about military guys. It's a really good movie if you guys get a chance to see that. And, uh, you know, so many times i was thinking, you know, it's so easy for us to quit. So easy for us to just give up and go, you know, I don't want to play anymore. I don't want to play anymore. I was reading a survey. I was telling Tim about it. I talked to Miles about it. I said, this is amazing. It was from the George Barna Group that does a lot of research on different things in, in the church. And uh, they've been doing it for years. I thought this was amazing. I read this. I won't go into all of it. But it said, I think it was last year, 4,000 new churches started. Wee, that's great. 7,000 closed. You see? That's something else. I read in there, can you listen to this? It said last year, every three months last year, 1,700 pastors, 1,700 pastors quit. Man, I'm going to tell you what, we need to be encouraging one another. So that's just a side note to give you some real-time things, and that's in the church. We ought to be leading the pack, man, right? But you know what? Sometimes brokenness, sometimes unforgiveness, and things like that start creeping in And if we don't take it to the Lord and allow him to work that out and fill us up, we can be in the same boat. So I'm not minimizing our hurt, but I'm telling you what, I'm telling you, I'm pointing you to the remedy of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Right. You know, also, I was going to say this too in my notes here. Jesus knows us better than anybody. He knows us better than ourselves. And he still forgives. Isn't that something? He still forgives. And he's not bound by time. It's not like, well, you didn't mess up today. So, you know, okay. He sees your whole life from beginning to the end. Every, every thought, just like we talked about when we did the sermon on, on our movie, you know what I mean? And, and the whole thing, and he says, I still love you. He's still wooing us to himself for forgiveness, amen? Let's take a look at this. God restores brokenness. If we are in need of the remedy, his name is Jesus, right? So I want you to understand if you've missed the mark, and we all have, he will take you back. Isn't that good news? He'll take you back. I can't say that enough. He makes us new. He doesn't do a patch job. He doesn't just, you know, do a little body work here and put a patch on it. He does a total restoration done totally by the master. Right? So I want you to look at that. Before we go on, I had a few things on my hand that I wanted to share about some of the brokenness. I said this: life, there is life after brokenness. Amen? Jesus fills our heart and revives our soul. Jesus is able and willing, are you? See, a lot of times we, we got it in our head that he's willing, but are we willing to receive that? That's the practical application. That's the thing, just like when Tanya was, was praying, Lord, help us to take these truths to your word and then put them into action in our life when we leave here. Because if we just sit here and we go, well, that sounds good, and we don't change anything, we don't make that course correction in our life, it really didn't do us any good. But you know what? Take a step at a time. Take a bite at a time and trust God and watch the results. All right? Everybody doing good? Amen. Amen. Here we go. Well, we said if we're not careful, if we're not walking, watching out for the brokenness, next thing we do, we'll start to feel empty. The emptiness come in on us. And over and over and over, I tell people this. I say, well, Jesus is the remedy. And you know what I hear? I know, but. I know, but. Well, you know, the Bible says we should do this. Yeah, I know, but. And see, that, that right there, that three-letter word can keep you from your healing. That can keep you from your restoration. That can keep you from forgiveness. Can we just get that out of the way? So, you know what I say, oh, they say? I know, but I still feel empty. Let's read some of this on the slide here see if we can help with that. Once God restores your brokenness, fill up on him through prayer, fellowship, and studying. Write it down. That's good news, right? Good news. Empty your heart from the world and allow his love to saturate every aspect of your life. Now, I want to go back up here and I was thinking about this a little bit and I thought, man, isn't that that crazy how so many things happen? I thought about this when I was working through this last night. I thought about it. The Lord, when I was praying, he just gave me a picture of a vase. And say you got a vase up here and you got water and you got a flower in there, right? And you knock that vase over and it's broke. And you repair that, right? You just don't stick the flowers back in, right? You fill up on, you put the water in there, right? Well, you know what? How come when when God comes and loves on us, sets us back up, restores our vase, right? We go on about life, just shove the flower back in there, start walking out. We don't put anything in. See, that's what I'm talking about here. That's why we feel empty, because we didn't pour back in. Right? We didn't allow the word of God to come back in and strengthen us and nurture us. Right, I even thought about this. You ever notice when you, when you have a flower, right, if you put it in your window seal, what happens? That flower starts seeking the sun. Right, Starts following around that. Right, The S-U-N. Well, you know, we're, we're not that much different. Because if, we're in, if that thing's in darkness, what does it do? It starts to wilt and decay. Right? If we're walking in the darkness of sin and, and, and that of the world, guess what? We start squelching out the things of God, and we just start becoming just more and more hard-hearted and missing the things of God. However, if we fill up on the water of the word, right, and we're walking with the Lord, and we're seeking the Son, the Son of God, guess what? Our head and our eyes are on Him. Guess what? He's pulling us up to the next level, all right? So we talk about this a lot. Me and my mother-in-law have a a lot of great conversations, and we talk about this. We want you to know Jesus Christ. We want you to get saved. We want you to know that there's only one way to to come to God, right? That sin separates us from awesome and holy God and that the remedy is Jesus Christ, putting our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. We give you the opportunity every week. Now, I want you to hear this. There's even more, right? There's even more. God wants you to walk victoriously. God wants to Work in your life so that you can be a mirror of Christ. He wants you to be his hands, his feet, his ears, his eyes, right? He wants to utilize you, you. You say, me? Yes, you. Right where you are. Because you'll meet people that I don't. And I'll meet people that you don't. But you know what? God has put something amazing in each one of us. We are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works that he has prepared for us. Take that. Write a little note. Ephesians 2.10. So what are we doing to fill up on that? So we can pour it out in somebody else's life. Amen. Just a little side note. So going back to the second point I had here. Empty your heart from the world. And allow his love to saturate every aspect of your life. If we pour that water out. And we start putting muddy water in there. Guess what? The plant's not going to make it is it? Why do we think that our life's going to change. That we come into church. And God's working in our lives. And and it doesn't necessarily have to be in the church. Because you know what? If we're doing our job. We're loving people right outside of the church. But we want to get them into a place of fellowship. Because God says. Do not forsake the fellowship. Come alongside, right? So we can build each other up, iron, sharpen, and iron each week so we can go out into that world. But what I was going to say is, what by this, what I meant is, you know what? Empty your heart from the world. Sometimes there's some changes we've got to make. We've got to make some changes. And if we work it from the inside out and we're loving God the way we're supposed to love God, guess what? He's going to work in that. I've got to do a wedding here and a couple of weddings this, this summer. And so I was meeting with a young couple. And, uh, you know, man, they just looking at each other. everything, lovey-dovey, you know? And I said, well, where's God at in your relationship? And we talked about that. And what I often do, I'll draw like a triangle. I'll put a cross up here, being at the top, and then have him and her here. And I said, you know, if you're seeking after the Lord, right, as we go in, it's like it's kind of like a uh, triangle. As you look and run after the Lord, you're going to grow closer. And I told her, I said, you know what? If he's loving God, like he's supposed to be loving God, he'll surely be loving you, right? And if she's loving the Lord like she needs to love the Lord, she's going to love you. Because guess what? She's going to see the forgiveness. He's going to see the forgiveness. He's going to see that. So when God's the centerpiece of our relationship, guess what? It only draws us closer. It doesn't mean that everything's going to be okay, perfect all the time. But you know what? If our focus, just like we did last week with the glasses. As David says, if we're cross-eyed, right? Cross-eyed, after have to cross the eyes of, of, of the Lord on there. David, I got eye to eye before you get on that one. <laughs> we're praying for his jokes, but we love him. <laughs> we really do. But he's, uh, he's, got, he's got a great sense of humor. So hopefully he won't uh, hurt me when I leave here. <laughs> but, you know, what I want to do is get back on point and talk about, you know, our focus on that. And so we need to be filling up on the things of God. Amen. That's what I'm saying, God. If we don't put nothing in, why do we think it's going to change? Why do we think it's going to change if we're not filling up on the word and applying those truths? If you take this, right, our little handout, and you said, well, that was good. And you shove it over to the side and you never look at it again. You're not opening your Bible throughout the week. You're not, you're not praying or whatever. Man, you know what? It's really hard to hear the Lord because what we've done is turn the volume up of the world and not emptied ourselves of the world. But I pray that we get saturated with God's truth, his word, his message this week. Amen. Good deal. Now, here's something else. Talking about that water. Do we thirst for his presence? See, if we're thirsting for the presence of God, he's not hiding from us. He is not hiding from us. Can you imagine me paying a a big price? Hey, man, I saved up all my money. I bought this place. I opened the doors. We got this and everything else. And then when you get up to the door, I go, hey, uh, we're busy. You say, that guy's crazy. No, if I gave a a, a great sacrifice for people to come in and fellowship, man, I'm going to be out in the road. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. Think about what Jesus did. He gave it all. He gave his life. So he's not hiding from you is what I want you to know. Right? He's pursuing you with his love. The Holy Spirit is drawing you. If you're here today, it's not by accident. You know? We're praying all the time. You know, Lord, bring folks in to hear the word. Right? So if you're here today, I want you to realize this is a divine appointment for you. There's something in this message for you. I know it is because we're using God's word. And it's going to speak to each of us right where we're walking. For what we need. So just really be thinking about, Lord, what is it are you showing me today? Are we thirsting for his presence? All right? Drink from the living water of his unchanging word. Man, I got to thinking about that and I said, that is just amazing. So many times that we just get a little swig and go on down the road, get a little swig and go down the road, get a little somebody to pray for us and we go down the road. Nothing wrong with that. But you know what? We're getting to the point. Guess what? That we need to be praying for others, right? That's what I want to see that us uh, uh, growing here and transitioning from just, just feeding for ourselves, but feeding to the point that we can be mature believers in Christ and impacting somebody else's life for the kingdom of God, amen? Amen, amen. So keep on drinking. And also I want to say, and this would make me really think about in this particular statement is his unchanging word. Aren't you glad? That with everything in the world that changes, God never changes. See, if we're built on the foundation of Jesus Christ, he doesn't change. He doesn't waver. He doesn't cast the shadow. Everything else in the world, man, is going to change. It just keeps changing. It does. Watch the news. Watch your 401K. Okay? It's changing, baby. It's changing. But so many times we we build our foundation on what we have and what we've invested in. I'm telling you this, gang. If you invest in the Lord Jesus Christ and his word, you will never change. Ever, ever come up short. Amen? Uh, what y'all say? Amen. That's what I'm talking about. There we go. So listen to this. Grow out of the grace God's poured in you. Grow out of the grace that God's poured in you. What does that mean, buddy? It means that you want God loved you right where you are. God understood your stumbling and bumbling and mine as well. And he says, you're worth it. You're worth <laughs> it. And as we walk this out, we're going to walk along some folks that are Broken. Just love them where they're at. Speak into their life. Don't try to fix everything, right? On your own. Speak into their life. Grace, encouragement, mercy. Help, them, help pull the gold out of them, man. Don't just cover them up and just write them off. And that's the guy on the side of the road with the sign or whatever the case may be. It's the person that's obnoxious at work. It's the person that in your family don't want to hear anything about the Lord. You know what? That doesn't mean you get up there and you, you come in at Thanksgiving and you've got your your, your whole uh, you know stack of Bibles and everything and set it right down there and you go, oh boy. Let God lead you, right? And then pursue in his footsteps how to minister to that person. And you know, sometimes it's just this. Y'all ready? Just standing quiet and smiling. Sometimes it's just listening. See, maybe that person just needs to go... I get like that every now and then. Can you help believe that? <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> I love my mother-in-law. I was talking to her yesterday, she was going. To... and she came over there and she said, Are you okay? I said, I'm okay. I said, I think I was hungry. <laughs> so everybody, right? Everybody walks through a little brokenness. And I always said what I always say, preaching to me first, man. You know? And so when I start looking at this, I'm going, wow. Yeah, that's what the Lord's showing me. So you know what? Before this gets out here, I'm pouring it through my life too, guys. I'm pouring it through my life too. So what we want to do is grow out of the grace, right? The grace, we don't deserve grace. We get grace because he loves us, right? And, And that needs to be poured out from you into others. Awesome. Now here we go. Commit your cares to him each day. Each day. I'm going to say this a few times before I go home today. Is there anything God can't do? Is there anything God can't do? Not a thing. Keep that in mind. So this is what I want to I take away from here. The thing about emptiness is this. It only grows deeper if we don't fill it with Christ. Okay? It only becomes darker without the light of his word. Right? It continues to smother if we don't breathe in the breath of light from God. Man. You know, I start working on a sermon. And I go, wow, this is really cool. And then when me and God hang out on Saturday night, he just starts showing me more things, more things, more things. Look at this. That wasn't even in there, right? But you know what? I get excited about that because you know what? I want to show you something about that. When I spend more time and invest more time, guess what? He shows me more revelation. So I could look at this early on and go, okay, we got the points. We're going through here. Yeah, I'm praying about it and everything else. But when I really start, Digging in and asking God, what do you got for us this week, Lord? What do you got? That's when he starts putting the icing on the cake, putting the cherry on the top. And that's what excites me so much. So everybody said what are you going to do? I said, man, I'm going to work on that message tonight. I'm going to work on that message tonight. Because it's exciting to see God bring life to the situation. Amen? Amen. Very good. So you know what? Ask God to fill you with his ever-loving presence. His presence. See, when we're in the presence of God... Everything changes. Your brokenness will not stay broken in the presence of God. That's why we love worship. See, we're ushering in the presence of God. We're coming in here. It says we're two or more gathered. There he is also. So when you come here, expect to see Jesus, amen? Yes. Expect to see him move in your life somewhere, somehow. A lot of times while we go, you'll you have people go, well, you'll see some person over and say, man, I was just blessed today. And somebody else is going, man, there, It's going to be a long line at the buffet. You know, what are you bringing? What is, our, what is our focus again? So I pray as you guys come on in, calm your hearts, spend some time worshiping the King of King, the Lord of Lords, and then watch how God starts to fill us, right? But we have a choice, right? And every time there's a choice, there's a challenge. But before we move the challenge on our list, I got a couple of things I want to anchor in some truth. Amen? Amen. Let's take a look at this. Give you some scriptures here one 1.7, the Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. Isaiah 42.16, then I will lead them along a way they never knew. I will guide them along paths they have not known. I will make the darkness become light for them and the rough ground smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not leave my people. 1 Peter 5.7, give all, your worries to him because he cares about you. See what I want you to see through these things as we break them down. God is our safe place. He is our refuge. How many need a safe place? We all need a safe place sometime. A place that we can just be who we are, even in the brokenness, even in the emptiness. Just come as you are. And we can do that at the foot of the cross because everything's even. You see, when you look out the door, they say, well, they live here, and they drive this, and they work here, and they've got this. See, that's the lie. God looks at you and says, there's my babies. Love them right where they are. There they are for everyone who is called upon the name of the Lord. So check that out. Holy Spirit is our guide along this journey. See, a lot of times we feel like we are the only one in the boat. Man, you're looking, man, can somebody come out here and row a little bit? And you look over here, and then you look, and when you turn, you drop the oar. Now you got one oar, and you're over here, and you go, Man, this storm's coming. But I want to tell you, in the midst of the storm, God is still God. Jesus is still the healer. Jesus is still the stiller of the storm. Amen? So, whatever situation we're going through, if we can keep the right focus and keep understanding and working in that relationship and trusting, right? By faith, we can see God do a mighty move. God's word illuminates our path with righteousness and holiness. Right, God is a provider and a protector. Isn't that something? I don't know about you guys, but I was the baby in the family. Right? And my sister, man, she was pretty, but she was very athletic. Right? They would always want my sister on the football team. She did gymnastics, flipping, doing all this. Man, she would dust them guys off. And we always played in this street. You know? Oh, you got all the yard and everything in the street. My sister would be like this. Boom! Jack them up and roll, man. I'm going, yeah, I was permanent hiker. I was too small to do anything. I was hiking on this team, hiking on this team, hiking on this team. I'll never forget. New guy in the neighborhood. Oh boy. That dude come up there and I was going, my sister's gonna outrun you. <laughs> I was just hanging in the morning. I said, man, you better look out. My sister's gonna hurt you, boy. I sister, man, that dude leveled me out. up, wow. and, and when I finally got my brother he going, he hit me. My sister went over this, hey, come here. I want to talk to you She went over there And she had that dude In the chicken wing mm, 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 mm. And I was like Yeah Do that again Right Yeah I was hiking with authority After that Yeah Why am I, Where does that come from You know what It's nice to have a protector Even if it's your sister I'm going to tell you what You know And then she go do her hair Put on a little dress I'll see y'all later Man They were like Is that your sister I said, why you want to know? Why you want to know? What's your, what's your plan? But you know, I was sitting there thinking about that last night. Man, that dude, I, he smothered me in the asphalt. And Donna was like, hey, let me talk to you for a second. And all I know is he was going like this. Hey, I'm sorry about that. So I tell you, I'm sure she prayed for him afterwards, right? <laughs> that was a long time ago, but God is in the forgiving business. Amen. Good deal. Well, you know what? He will not abandon you. Isn't that great? She didn't abandon me. She didn't abandon me. Even when I couldn't get the words out. But I could point. My finger was all said, that's the guy right there. Oh, my goodness. You know what? So I cast my cares on the Lord Jesus Christ. We go back through here. I want you to understand that God is a refuge for us in times of trouble. Okay? That he's close to us when we trust him. When we, Even when we don't trust him, he's close to us. All right? Even when we fail, he doesn't fail. Okay? But think about that. And he will guide them along the path. Holy Spirit is our guider, right? That's awesome, man. And we turn around. I love this statement here in Isaiah 42, 16. It says, I will not leave my people. I will not leave my people. And we finish it up with this. Give all your worries to him because he cares about you. See, when you care about somebody, you care about your kids, you know, um, you want to know what's going on, right? You want to know what's going on. I thought when I get home, how was school? It was all right. Well, what would you learn today? I don't know. Right? That's what I'd say. And then I got a little smarter because I wasn't going to ride my bike. I wasn't going to play any football. I wasn't going to do anything until Dad figured out what was going on that day. So I said, oh, we did this and we did that and we did this. You know why? Because he cared. And the same with my mom. Well, what's going on? It took time. Right. So young folks, when your folks ask, well, how to go to school today or whatever's going on or what's going down the road here, they just want to be involved because they love you. Amen. They care about you and they want to have that communication. They're not trying to keep something from you. They're trying to get the best to you. And all the young folks said, amen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Let's keep moving here. So I said earlier, when we're getting ready to flip into to challenges, you know, every time there's a choice, there's a challenge, it seems like. Right. Absolutely. Well, let's take a look at some of the challenges. And again, I thought this kind of working, the Lord was working this right out of the message that we had last week about our view. You know, we said we got our view, we got the world's view, and God's view. Well, God's view is this. You know what? Challenges are opportunities for growing our faith. That's a good place to write down something right there. Challenges are opportunity for growing our faith. And we don't always think that, right? We think, man, challenges, uh, God ought to just fix it and leave me out of it. But we have a part to play, don't we? Because you know what, how many know that you don't know how much weight you can lift until you, you know, get in there and and, and keep working it out? How many know you don't know how much you can do on your Spanish test until the test comes? Or whatever that may be, your English test, whatever. Um, So so there's testing to help us understand where the weak link is. And what we need to do is take a look at that and adjust on the course, right? There we go. Challenges also do this. Give us the opportunity in revealing the Father's love. I thought about that last night. We get to see the Father's love revealed to us sometimes when we're going through some tough things. If we would just slow down and, and, and have the proper focus and listen and, and really think about what's going on. Think about the truth of God's word. What have you been filling up? So when the storm comes, you say, well, you know what? I know this is not true because the word of God says it's not. He said, he'll never leave me. He says, he's my safe place. He's my refuge. I can cast all my cares upon him. That's what I'm going to do. Even when it doesn't look like it, we have faith that God is working those things together for the good. Amen. So he's revealing his love to us. But guess what? How many know people are watching to see how you respond in the midst of that storm? More than you know. More people than you know. And I tell you what, that might be the way that you're witnessing to somebody else. Right? So not only is God revealing his love to us, but God reveals his love through us. Right? I talked to a lot of couples and different things. And, and, you know, maybe one of them is saved and the other one isn't. And, and you know, I said, just, just, just love them in the Lord. You know? Don't go say, well, pastor, by this side. You, need, you know? No, you know what? Love them in the Lord. And just keep walking out those things. And show them Christ. Show them Christ. And you watch as you pray you will see as time goes by. Sometimes, I'm going to be honest, sometimes it's a long time. But don't give up hope. Keep pressing in. Because you know what? God will honor that. All right? So we can not only reveal the Father's love is revealed to us, but we can reveal it to others. Amen? Now, here's something I love. In the midst of the storm, when we're walking with the Lord and through challenges and things, we can be experiencing His peace. He says, I give you my peace, not that of the world, right? Right? He's an overcomer. So when we're looking at it through what God has done and his word and his promises, we can hold on to that peace. Again, you are being a witness there They're going, How can you be calm about that? You know, when you're going through some of these things, it doesn't mean that it it doesn't affect you. It doesn't mean, you know, that, oh, well, I guess they don't care. No, they do care. But they're not going to let that drive their boat to the point where they're out of control. What they're going to do is give control to God and allow God, when we commit those things to him, say, you know what? This is a God problem. It's bigger than I can fix. I can't can't manipulate anymore. I can't do this anymore. I can't take it off the top, add it on the bottom. Whatever the case is, God, I need you. God, I need you. Now, just in, in, uh, I got one more thing and I want to tell y'all a little testimony here, all right? We can walk in his wisdom. We can walk in his wisdom. It's amazing I'm going to share a story. My mother-in-law just told me the other day. She didn't know that I was, I, was, I was thinking about this. I thought about it last night. She said, uh, you know, we're talking about wisdom and how God wants to give us so much more. Yes, we are saved. That is amazing that we're not going to go to hell because we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. But look what else God does for you when we apply his truth, right? She was telling me that she had read a story about a, a young minister. And the young minister was just was, was transitioning into to ministry. And sometimes uh, that's a pretty tough time, a lot of times. And uh, the rent was due and he had been praying, and uh, he didn't have the rent money. So he went and talked to his landlord. He said, I just want to tell you, I don't have the money, but I can get you the money, sir. And the man said, you know what? Um, I got a lot of work. Maybe you can work this off. He says, I'm, I'm willing. Okay. He said, well, what do you do? And I think he was a photographer, the guy that did photography. And this, this young minister said, man, I don't know anything about it, but I'm willing. I'm going to seek the Lord about that. See, when, when the favor of God is on you, it'll get on somebody else. Okay? Check that out. And you'll find people want to hang out with you. That's not why, you know, I want to make sure we understand that. But you'll start seeing people come around and go, well, what's going on here? That's our opportunity right there to tell them why it's going on. Because God is working and mightily in your life. See, all the praise goes back to Christ. So going back to the story, the guy was developing pictures. This is back when they had film and things. And the man showed that the young minister how to do a few things and left him on his own. And he brought this picture back out. And the guy said, "Woo!" That's amazing. He said, man, you couldn't do that again probably as long as you live. He goes, what, what do you mean? He said, look at those colors and look at all this stuff. Man, you'd have, you really got a knack for this. He said, well, I've just been praying and asking the Lord, to show me. And he, so he went, and, went into the dark room, pulled up, had a whole mess of those pictures. The guy was so impressed with him. He said, I'll tell you what, you ain't got no money trouble no, trouble no more. He said, I will offer you up to 50% of the business if you want to come with me. Listen to the story now, right? We could say, "Man, that's God." Let's do. God wants me to be a photographer, you know, and that could be. Just keep seeking the Lord. You know what He told Him? He said, "No, the Lord was calling me to minister the gospel," and He kept on walking and kept on going. Now He's got a real big ministry and things, and that doesn't mean, you know, I always like to couple of these things. Just because you got a big ministry doesn't mean you don't have big problems or whatever. I'm saying that He honored God, right? And he kept with the call on his life. And God blessed that. I want to also say, what do you think happened to that man that saw? You never did this before? No, sir. Sure, you didn't do that in college or something? No, sir. What? He saw the favor of God in that man's life, right? So I'm just telling you, a lot of times when things are coming up and we say, I don't know anything about it. Maybe we just need to seek the Lord. Maybe God's going to work in that situation. See, we just want God to drop the money in our hand. Boom, I need to rent money. And he may choose, choose to do that somehow. But what I'm showing you in that particular story, in that illustration, and guess what? He had to get engaged, didn't he? He had to do a little work, didn't he? He had to trust God, didn't he? And then he had to make, uh, uh, in the midst of that challenge, he had to make a choice. Am I going to go with what's good? Or I'm going to go with what's God. And the man chose what was God. Now, the other one wasn't. But, you know, a lot of times I always we say this good thing, good thing, God thing. We can be involved in a lot of good things, but we want the God thing. I'm going to pick up a little speed here, all right? Representing him well. He chose well. He continued and said, You know what? I know what God has called me to do. I'm going to finish this course, amen? Very good. And you know what? Through that, we get to see the miraculous. I'm going to try to speed this up real fast. I'm watching the time, but I want you guys to catch this because we, we hear stories about this guy over here or this guy over here. I'm going to tell you about a story about this guy right here, okay? This week, Poor Miles about screamed in his ear when, I, when this came through. I said, man, you got a minute? Yeah, what's up, brother? Well, check this out. My dad passed away uh, this summer. I had to take care of a lot of a lot of his business and things. And I was really proud of my I want everything right. I want to take care of all these things. And uh, one of the things we had to do, we had to move the titles of the vehicles and all this. And my sister needed the title. And so I said, okay, no problem. When you get ready, you let me know. I had everything in a box, everything here. So I'm going, and, and about three weeks ago, she comes in the tent, and she said, I'd like to have that title. I said, no problem. So I went and opened up the box, and it wasn't there. So you know what I did, right? You thought I prayed, didn't you? No, I blamed my sister. I said, didn't I give that to you? Firstly, <laughs> I'm just being honest. She said, you didn't give that to me. I said, oh I better pray. It's said, well, what is going on? But meanwhile, I'm still throwing stuff here and blaming Denise, putting my stuff somewhere. I'm just being honest, right? Y'all just love me to say, he's honest, right? All right. I was looking everywhere and all this stuff. Man, another week goes by, another week goes by, another week goes by. So I called my friend at DMV and said, well, you can get another title. You just got to sign these papers. I said, okay. So I'm looking around and I go, all right, let's see what's going on. So I'm looking through this paperwork. I'm going, I'm missing some more paperwork. I'm missing some really, really important paperwork from my mother, right? And and I take care of all her affairs. I'm going, this is not good. This baby right here starts ticking. So I start missing about three things. And I go, oh my goodness, so I'm at work. I go, I think I need to go home. <laughs> I need to go home. I got to find this stuff, right? So uh, I said, man, I got to hit out a little early. I get home, get my computer. I'm going to type up this stuff. I'm going to go back to the DMV. I'm going to go back and get things. Uh, um, what do you do when somebody stamps and somebody? That's Notarized. That's the word we're looking for. And doing all this. And the Lord just touched my heart and said, you need to look one more time. I said, okay. So I was in perfect proximity to get the job done. because I'm, I'm going to do a little reenactment. I went to my bedroom, and I went over here, and I got my stuff, and I was on the bed, and I was looking at all this stuff just like this. It still ain't there. And I go, Lord, I've lost that stuff, right? Now, really, pray. Lord, I have lost that stuff. I need to know where that I've lost a whole folder. And immediately, in my spirit, I will look over here, 16 inches away. And I move over here where I have a bunch of other folders that I don't usually put stuff in. And he says, move that out. I'm moving this out. Oh, all good. It's the yellow folder. And the Lord says, no, it's the green one. I said, okay. Woo, I pulled it out. Every title, every single thing. Woo, give the Lord a hand clap. Now, I'm going to tell you the, 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 the other part of the story, right? The other part of the story, the lesson that I learned, right? Was I praying in the beginning? Yes, I was. I just wasn't listening real good. I wasn't listening real good. But when I got down and quiet myself, and I just called the name of the Lord, the Lord showed me where that was at. People say, well, what does it sound like? You know, for me, when the Lord speaks to me sometimes, it's just like a thought that just comes up here. And it just gets louder and louder, but it's still gentle. It's still gentle. And the Lord just just led me to that. So I pull all that stuff out. And I'm excited. I call my buddies. I'm telling, man, man, God delivered me from this. I don't even have to go there. And then he speaks to my heart one more time. You ready? This is the message that he, he brought to me. You know what? You could have got another title in your own strength. You could have got another uh, the paperwork for your mom. What is the thing? Help me tell me. Power attorney, Power attorney for your mother. You could have got all those things. You could have got something else notarized. But you would have missed hearing my voice. Come on now I'm going to tell you That's something to shout about See I could have Did that in my own strength I could have got that stuff man Would have took me A little time Yeah I could have But I could never Ever Duplicate the voice of God See that's the miraculous See you see what I'm saying So even in the midst of that I'm going man I'm out here jumping around I got it I got it I'm doing this down the hall Thomas is going Are you alright I'm sending text messages And everything Because man I was sweating this thing Right And God says You know what and midst this is a miraculous, right? Don't miss me. Don't miss me. Amen. All right, let's keep this thing rolling, guys. Yes, give the Lord a hand clap. I got to pick it up a little bit here. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, you know what? There's something else. A lot of times we look at brokenness, emptiness, challenges. But you know what? We have comfort, right? Remember, we're within his reach. See, there's times that we feel so far away from God that, that we don't matter. That's a lie. I want you to hear this right here. The heart of Christ beats with compassion and peace. Remember, even when we stumble, we're not out of his reach. We are gripped by his grace. His loving arms will reach you right where you are. This is not our home. We're just passing through and We're going to share a little bit about that in just a minute. This is a short time that we're here. Even if we live 100, 100 years, it's short, man. It's short. It's, the Bible says it's just like a vapor. But I want you to look at this. Take hold of what God has put in front of you. You say, what do you mean? I'm talking about this. If you, if you get a chance to write this down, uh, John chapter five, Jesus is walking past the pool of Bethesda. And this is a place a lot of people were, were wounded and, and needed a healing. And God walks by and he sees a man that's been uh, wounded or hurt for 38 years, can't stand. And he walks by, you know what he asked him? Nobody telling me? Okay. It says, would you like to be healed? And the guy starts going on, well, I can't because he's telling him all the things he can't do. And Jesus looks at him with the power and authority He says, get up, get your mat and walk. And immediately he did. All right? He didn't realize what was in front of him. That's what I'm talking about on this point. Take hold of what God has put in front of you. Take hold of the word of God the Bible that God's put in front of you. Take hold of the opportunities on Tuesday nights that God's put in front of you. Take hold of the opportunities to serve and go and invite and do things so that God can work in your life in a mighty way and impact those around you. Amen. Amen. Take God at his word and live each day with the assurance that he is of his involvement. God doesn't set you up over here and walk off, come back six months later. It was just like I was talking to the analogy with the children. We want to know what's going on day by day. Step by step, amen? That's how much God loves you. Trust him and let him guide you, all right? Amen. Your spirit is designed for eternity. And that's why I want to bring this in. Our spirit is, a, is designed for eternity. I'm going to give me a drink and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you all a little object lesson. Everybody say amen, right? Amen. Very good. Hold the phone. All right. I'm going to let this rope... Right here that I got. I'm going to be over here. I'm going to be way down here. Yeah, check this out. Look at this. That's my life sometimes. Get all knotted up, right? I want this rope right here to represent time. Amen. Yeah, check this out. And right now, you know, our life, even if we live, like I said, 100 years, probably only that red part. And so many times we go, man, I can't wait to live all this part. So I get to this little part right there so I can take it easy. But you know what? There's a the point that a man wants to die, then the judgment, and we stand before God. In our body, this old body is going to pass away, but this is eternity. Long, 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 long. Millions and millions and millions of years, right? But we're all wrapped up about this little part. You know, and I got to thinking, I said, well, you know, man, you start running around. Well, i see. You. I finished high school. Whoop. That's already gone. Well, I finished college. Whoop. Man, met the queen of my dreams. You're getting closer to the transition, ain't you? Getting closer to the transition. But see, we're all investing in that last little bit. How many people you know work and work and work and work and never draw the first retirement check, right? So what we do here impacts what we do here, amen? See, if we spend all our time chasing the world here and we never had time for Christ and never asked him to come into our life, you got eternity in hell because the Bible says there's only one way Back to God. And it's through a personal relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. But you know what? I think that's a, a great illustration. But so many times they say, man, buddy, you're crazy. What are you doing? I am when I was doing CDs. How much money do you make doing CDs? And how much? Everybody went and said, uh, we don't. They said, what? Well, I said, you know, that all goes back in further the kingdom. What? But so they're thinking that I'm, not, they're thinking I'm the dumb guy. And I'm thinking, what are you investing in? I'm investing in the rest of my rope. I'm investing my, listen to me very carefully. I'm not talking about works, okay? I'm not talking about earning anything in heaven, any of that, all right? I always want to make very sure. I'm talking about, I want to live my life here, honoring God because I put my faith and trust in God. Understand what he's put in front of me. He's put opportunity in front of me to share the gospel. He's put opportunity in here to maybe help some folks along the way. He's put opportunities in here for me to shine for him, right? And on that day, right, when it's all done, I pray that he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. It's not going to be based on my works that I get in, because I'm going to get in because of what Jesus did. But you know what? If he couldn't trust me with a little, how's he going to trust me with a lot in the kingdom? I want you guys to think about that. So today this illustration is about Eternity. Today, this illustration is about how we're living our life today. Just don't live for the red part. Live for the rest of the road. Live for eternity. May your yes be yes. You know what No. know. Amen on that too. I love that. See, the Holy Ghost moving already. But you know what? I just want I just. to just hold this thing for a little bit. We think about that. And I really, look what we got. That's nothing, isn't it? Even the best stretch of road right there is nothing to compare to the time of eternity. So, you know what, guys, today, I want to go back through a few things and ask you this. You know, sometimes we feel broken. Sometimes we feel empty. But Christ is the one that can restore. Amen? And I know sometimes there's challenges in our life. And I'm not saying that they're not. I'm saying there are. But I'm going to tell you what, we have comfort knowing that God will never leave us and forsake us. So, if you're here today, I'd ask you to bow your heads. And I want you to think about this. Close your eyes and visualize your life as that rope. Visualize your red part. And how are you using the red part that God's entrusted to you to impact other lives? And how are you using that to further the kingdom? There's a number of ways that God can use you. He can use you uniquely. But first, I want you to understand this. If you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ... You will not spend eternity with Jesus Christ. You will spend eternity in a place called hell. And all that can change right here. I said challenges always come with a choice. Today's your choice. Will you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? Say, Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Father, today I'm trusting you. And you only. in the finished work of the cross. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. And I believe in my heart that God raised him from the dead. Today, Lord, save me. If that's you today, right where you are, I just want you to look up here so I can pray for you and encourage you. And I always love to take it a step further. If we're looking at that red piece of the rope and the life that we're living, and you say, man, I've messed it up so much and I've done so many things, you just don't know. Well, God does. And he says, you know what? I'll love you through that brokenness. I will fill you up where you're empty. I will comfort you. Just turn back to him and say, God, today, I want to walk this out with you. So Father, I thank you for each person here and the opportunity to know that we can always come to you, that we can always come to the loving and saving knowledge of your son, Jesus Christ, because Father, you are more than enough. So Father, I thank you for each one here today. And Lord, I pray that each one got something that they needed today to restore the brokenness, to fill the emptiness, and love them right where they are in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, yes. All right.